Well, hey, Northridge Church, it is so good to be with you this morning. And, you know, the cameras are set up, and so I have a couple individuals who want to say something to you this morning. Come on, guys. Merry Christmas. Good job. Go ahead, guys. Well, welcome. It's so good to to be with you, as I said earlier, and welcome to my home. And I know many of you are sitting around your couch or your table at your home, maybe with some family, some friends, and just kind of chilling today as we do church online. And you might be wondering why we we decided to, to, to make this move, to make this call, to move all of our services to our online campus. And one of the major reasons is just honestly to give our volunteers a break. Uh, you probably know this, some of you might not, but every weekend takes an incredible amount of amazing volunteers to make Northridge Church happen. Right, we have volunteers serving everywhere from kids ministry, student ministry, to production, to worship, and every nook and cranny of our church is filled with volunteers. And we thought December 26th, you know, Christmas is a wild season with Christmas Eve services and building up. We thought we'd give our volunteers a break. And so if you volunteer at our church, I'd love to just say thank you. Thank you for all that you do to make Northridge Church an amazing place uh, to, to really fulfill more and better disciples of Jesus Christ. Thank you to you and take today, catch your breath because a new year is coming. And speaking of today, it's December 26th. It might be one of the weirdest days of the calendar, right? It's the day after Christmas. And it can kind of be like a letdown day because all the magic and all the things about Christmas kind of seem to go away, right? All your presents are opened, uh, they're, they're, you know, the tree, some of you might be actually planning to take your tree down, or some of you, the needles are saying you need to take your tree down and you're tired of watering it. Some of your family might be packing up and getting ready to leave, and it's just this weird kind of awkward day, and what do you do with it? Are we still celebrating Christmas? Are we looking forward to a new year? And, and in fact, when I, when I thought about this day, right, December 26th, Sunday, what, what do I say? I mean, do I, do I preach a message that's tied to Christmas or do I look forward to a new year? It's just kind of this awkward day where it's like, what do we do and, and, and how do we express it? And so I spent a bunch of time thinking about, you know, what do I say to our church on this weird day? And so this morning, I want to share with you a, a passage that has really had an impact on my life over the last six months. It's actually a passage this last trimester that my community group kind of worked through together. And so if you got your Bibles, I'd encourage you to turn to Psalms chapter 23. Psalms chapter 23. If you don't know the book of Psalms, it's really a book of worship, a book of people expressing in poetry and in lyric melodies uh, adoration and lament to God. And here David writes this psalm, and I'll start in verse 1. David makes this pro pronouncement. He makes this declaration. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, interesting, you might remember that phrase because in our last series, in week 2 of Heaven Invades, I brought this passage up in Psalms chapter 23. And here David says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, what's fascinating about this, this statement is it's one shepherd 
to another shepherd. Many scholars believe when David penned this, this psalm that he was the king of Israel. And so he has taken a elevation in status. He's the ruler over an entire nation. But if you go back earlier in David's life, guess what he was? He was a shepherd. And so for David to say to God, you are my shepherd, he has a full understanding of what it means to actually be a shepherd. He, he, he understands what goes into shepherding because he's been a shepherd. He, he takes the job seriously because he's walked in those shoes. And it's, it's almost fascinating to me that David could have said anything, right? He could have said, the Lord is my rock. The Lord is my salvation, but he chooses to use a profession that he's experienced. He knew what it meant to be a shepherd. And so he looks up to God as he starts this, this psalm and he says, God, Lord, you are my shepherd. You're my shepherd. And he then talks about the result of that in his life. This pronunciation of who God is in his life has results because in three words, he sums up how important God as a shepherd is in our life. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Right, to, to, to get at a place in your life where you lack nothing. Right, and, and, and in this statement, I, I don't want us to miss two things that David says. Two things in I lack nothing. David first and foremost says, I don't need anything. God is my shepherd and he provides for me. He takes care of all of my needs. And so in this statement, I lack nothing because I trust the shepherd to provide for me, to come through for me. So my needs, I don't, I don't worry about those things. I don't wake up in the morning thinking like, oh no, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna provide? Because that's not my role, right? David says, this, this is not my role. That's the shepherd's role. And so in this statement, I lack nothing. David is saying, hey, I don't need anything because I trust that the shepherd will provide all that I need. But inside of this statement is another statement. David says, I, I don't need anything. He also says, I don't desire anything, right? So there's a difference here, right? I don't need anything is, is saying God's gonna provide for me, but I don't desire anything is, is a statement of contentment. It, it, it's a statement of, man, I, I'm fulfilled. And I'm satisfied because what, I, I, what I'm banking on is knowing that the shepherd in my life, God as my shepherd, will give me exactly what he wants me to have rather than what I think I need. And so David makes this declaration of, of provision from God, but also contentment in his own life at what God has given him. And, and, and to me, in this season, this holiday season, right? Christmas is about, it, at least it's, it's been made in our culture, about getting the things that we think we need and the things that we want, right? We spend so much time shopping and, 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 and wrapping presents and hoping that we get what we want. And yet David says, I have all I need and I have all I desire in my shepherd. And so he makes this declaration statement. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. But then he begins to get into the practical implications of how God serves at his shepherd, the role God serves as his shepherd and the role he plays. Let's continue in verse two. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so the first role David says that God plays in his life as shepherd is the role of him guiding us, right? Any good shepherd, one of his main responsibilities is to lead, is to guide his sheep to the places they need to go, right? And if you look at this passage, look what he says about God. He says, he makes me. It says he leads me. He says he guides me. You know, what's interesting about life. I look at my life. There's places I want to go, places I dream of going. But what's interesting about when, when God is our shepherd, we give him the right and we give him the control to say, God, I know I want to go here, but at the end of the day, I want to go where you want me to go. And I think in my own personal life, in many of our lives, there are places that we want to go that I actually believe God doesn't want us to go. And the question I have for you is who's guiding you? Who's making those calls? Is the Lord actually your shepherd? And are you allowing him to guide your life? Because David says, when God is your guide, when he is your shepherd, here's where he will take you. He will make you lie down in green pastures, right? He will refresh your soul. He will lead you beside quiet waters, right? What we often forget is the places we actually want to be are the places that God will guide us to, right? I don't know anybody who doesn't want to be led to green pastures, who, who sits be, uh, like next to quiet waters to have their soul refreshed. And what we do so many times in our life is we try to be the shepherd to guide us to those places and we often fail. It never leads to the place we want to go. But David says, if you allow the shepherd to guide you, you'll get to the places you want to go. And so the first role as if, if, if the first role of God being our shepherd is he's going to guide us. He's going to lead us. He's going to make us do things that might stretch us, but actually take us to where we want to be. But then David gets even more real. Look what he says in verse four. He says, even though, <clears throat> excuse me, he says, even though I walk through the val the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And so the first role the shepherd plays is he guides you. The second role a shepherd plays is he protects you. I love how real David is. He doesn't say here like, oh, you know, when you when, when God is your shepherd, life is going to be good and easy. No, he's he, he looks you straight in the face and he says, even though I walk through some of the darkest valleys of my life, right? David is, is clear. He says, when God's your shepherd, it doesn't mean life is always going to be easy. He doesn't say, oh, hey, you'll never have to deal with dark valleys. He says, even though you walk through the darkest valley, guess what? You have a shepherd who will be there to protect you. And I would bet probably some of you are going through that dark valley right now, right? This Christmas season might be one you want to forget. 
one you just kind of wish would blow by because of maybe you've lost your job. Maybe it didn't go the way you thought it would. Maybe you're grieving or mourning the loss of somebody you love. Maybe you're still single and battling that enduring process where you want to be married, but God hasn't come through. Like, I, I think we all get dark valleys. And David makes it really clear, just because God's your shepherd doesn't mean you get to avoid the dark valleys in life. But here's what he says. He says, I don't have to be afraid of the dark valley. I don't have to fear. Why? Because my shepherd protects me. And he, he says he protects you in, in two ways, right? He says his rod and his staff protect you. And I always thought when I read this passage that the rod and the staff were kind of one in the same thing. But actually, I believe these two individual tools that a shepherd uses are unique ways God protects you in the darkest valley. Let's talk about the rod. What, what would a shepherd use a rod for? Well, the rod was literally his way to beat off prey that would try to attack a sheep. If you think about being a sheep, sheep's pretty vulnerable you know, animal, right? They, they have no way to protect themselves and they have a lot of prey, right? There are lions and wolves. I mean, lamb's pretty good, right? Like it's one of my favorite meats, honestly. I, I love a good lamb chop. Can I get an amen? Come on. Yeah. Ooh, let's go. But right. So there's a lot of prey. And one of the jobs a shepherd would do is he would carry a rod. And anytime an animal or, 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 or a, a, a vicious prey would come after his sheep, he would pull out his rod and say, you're going to have to get through me first. I'm going to beat you with this rod. And it's interesting that God does the same thing for us. You see, when we walk through the dark valley, as you walk through maybe the dark valley you're going through right now, God uses his rod to beat away the lies of the enemy. Because in that dark valley, here's what's gonna happen, is the, the, the enemy's going to lie to you to say, God doesn't care about you. Why would he let you go through that? And God's going to use his rod to beat away the lies that the enemy whispers in your head. He also talks about the staff. Right? The staff serves a unique and different purpose. The staff is to actually keep a, a sheep from going off a cliff, right? You think a shepherd as he leads his sheep, right? There's, there's often places that sheep go that are dangerous to walk on. There's sheep who are going on this steep cliff and they could go over the edge and a shepherd would often use a, a staff to guide his sheep, to course correct his sheep to staying away from a dangerous spot. And so God, as our shepherd, uses this staff. When we choose to go down the wrong path, he often uses the staff, his discipline, to course correct his sheep in leading us back to the path we need to go on. And so the second role that the Lord as our shepherd produces in our life is we have a God who protects us. That we don't have to be afraid when we walk through the dark valley because he is there to protect us, to save us, to guide us. But David continues. He says, surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So David expresses the third role the shepherd plays in our life. He guides us, he protects us, and third, he provides for us. It's interesting, as you study the Lord as our shepherd, he provides for our greatest need, right? Through Jesus, the shepherd who lays his life down for his sheep. And so Jesus not only provides his love and his goodness for us, but he provides 
to our greatest need, where the shepherd of our lives lays down his life for his sheep. He provides to overcome our sin because he desperately loves us. And so David here expresses, the Lord is my shepherd. And because he's my shepherd, I lack nothing. And I lack nothing because of what the role the shepherd plays in my life. He's my guide, he protects me, and he provides for me. So let's go back to this first line because I think it is the thesis line and it really gets at to the point that I wanna get at this morning today. The Lord is my shepherd. And I wonder today if you could say that about your life. David, what he's doing here is he's making a declaration of dependence. What he's saying is, I depend on the Lord. I depend on the Lord to provide for me, to guide me, to protect me in life's journey. And I I wonder today as as we look at our life, as I look at my life, as I approach a new year, and as I look back at a year, I wonder today, who are you depending on? You see, I think if we were real and if we were honest, Psalms 23, if we wrote it, it would read this, I am my shepherd. Because most of us, we bank on ourselves for those things, right? Who protects? We do. Who provides? We do. Who, who does the role of the shepherd? So many times in my life, and probably in yours, we serve the role as the shepherd. And David makes it very clear to all of us, that's not our role to play. The Lord is my shepherd. I depend on the Lord. And so, you know, as we, as we head towards 2022, <laughs> a new year, Here's what I'd love for you to do. Here's my challenge for you. Take Psalms 23, the thesis statement, verse one. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Go to your computer today. Copy and paste it. Make it big, print it off, cut it out, and put it somewhere in your house, in your car, in your dorm room, wherever you're gonna see it regularly. I would say daily. And as you wake up in the morning, as you go and you brush your teeth, so in your mirror, in your car, as you go to drive to work or to college or wherever you go, may this reminder change the way you live. The Lord is my shepherd. And because he is my shepherd, I don't need anything and I don't desire anything because I have all I need in him. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for your provision in our life. Thank you that you are our shepherd. God, it's easy to switch those words around. It's easy to take your role in our lives. And so I pray that you would help us, that you'd give us wisdom as we approach a new year. And may we get to the place where we can make the same statement David made, that you are our shepherd. In Jesus' name.